Can we just talk? I just wanna talk to you. Can we just talk? Can we? Can we? Can we? Can we just talk? Cause I just wanna talk to you. Can we just talk? Can we just talk? I just wanna talk. I'm ready. Awesome. Um, well, uh, hello, hello, hello. It's your girl. LaKendra, aka Queen Mother, and welcome back to the I Just Want to Talk podcast. It's been a minute, y'all. It's been a good hot minute, but I am so excited that I have the wonderful, the incomparable Mrs. Shanice Collins with me today. And Shanice is um, someone who I have looked up to. We work together, and she is a wonderful mentor. She is a wonderful leader in her community as well um, in the professional space that we work in. And Shanice is a powerhouse when it comes to um, helping people get their stuff together, okay? Helping people get their stuff together. And she's going to help us get right together for the 2024. Um, and so I know that most of us probably started the year with our resolutions. Y'all know I like to call them New Year intentions because we intend to do a lot of things. but well, do we actually do them? And so I wanted Shanice to come on and help us get our life together. So if you missed the mark, in January, she's going to give you the tools that you need to pull it all back together for February. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce to y'all my good friend, the baddie herself, Miss Shanice Collins. Shanice, thank you for being here with me uh, on I Just Want to Talk and talking to um, my friends and family and audience about goals and how to be intentional with our time. So Shanice, if you don't mind, just get into it with us about how you started the new year and what tools and resources, tools and resources that you've used to make sure that you're successful this year. So I actually started the new year in December. I, I took some time and I looked at, it was about two and a half weeks before the year was starting. And I said, okay, what is it I want to accomplish? At least, if not Q1, January, you know, what is mm -hmm. it I want to do? And I said to myself, you know, I know I'm about to be on vacation and not really trying to do a whole lot of thinking and working. But I told myself, if you give yourself 30 minutes a day for a week, you can at minimum set your January and start day one without any issues and, and really have a plan and don't feel like, oh my gosh, I started the year behind. Because last year, I felt like I started the year behind. I don't mm. feel like I started the year until mid-February. Mm -hmm. And some of that was self-inflicted because I did not pre-plan for January. The other part of it is I, I was ill. I had a really, really bad cold. And then I had a sinus infection. So I was sick oh, wow. for at least 30 days almost. Mm -hmm. And I was like, who wants to plan? I was just trying to hang on, you know. You're just trying to be alive. A wing and a prayer, as they say. That's what I was doing. So planning was the last thing I was doing. I was trying to survive. Amen. Um, but this year, I, you know, I said to myself, no, I'm going to set myself up. So, you know, even, even at our place of employment, a lot of times, we're not getting goals or information until March or April sometimes. Mm -hmm. Well, yep. how is that conducive to me starting the year off on a good foot? So right. I decided, okay, what can I do to make sure that January is on and popping? So I took those 30 minutes. I carved it out in a calendar. I did whatever was personal, whatever was professional, wrote out what those goals are, when I wanted them to be accomplished and it's on a master list. And then I broke that down into weeks. So then wow. every week I would have, okay, this is what I'm doing this week. And sometimes when it was really uh, 
a lot, I would chunk it down into the day. Okay, what can I just do today to know that mm -hmm. I did something that was going to make a difference? So January so far has been pretty doggone good. First of all, Shanice, you're showing out, okay? Because you talking about, I started the year in December. Girl, what? Um, <laughs> but I, I find that very interesting and, and I'm, I'm extremely intrigued. So you said you set aside 30 minutes and just wrote out your goals and, and then chunked it down into, well, if I can't get this, all this done, what can I just do? today um so in your in your reel that i saw on facebook shanice you also talked about setting smart goals and um and honestly because you know at our placement <clears throat> we talk about smart goals all the time and so right. I, I thought it was a common thing so do you mind explaining to everyone so explain to us what a smart goal is and what is your strategy for setting and um actually obtaining those goals so in essence and it's all over google so if you go to google university you can find SMART goals anywhere, and they pretty much have the same um, acronym with mm -hmm. some variations, but it's specific, measurable, attainable, or achievable, uh, realistic, and time-bound. So in essence, to me, if you don't put a time on something, then it's just a wish or a dream mm -hmm. because it has no expiration date. So I'm going to go to school, but when? When? Mm -hmm. I'm going to lose weight, but when? And how much weight? Right. So you, you have to look at it from the perspective of going deep into that one thing. So it can be something as simple as I'd like to read the Bible more this year. Mm -hmm. So that means that every day I have an alert go off or an alarm go off on my phone at 7 a.m. that tells me it's time to read. And you pick a devotional that you'd like, you read that for what, 15 minutes, maybe? Maybe you start out with five minutes because you're just trying to get yourself into it. Mm -hmm. You bump it up 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Before you know it, you might be reading for an hour, but you have to start somewhere. And right. the point is, when you say, I want to increase my Bible reading, give it a percentage, you know, by 10% this year and by March. So mm -hmm. by March, you should be able to go back to January, look at February, look at March and say, okay, this is how much I read. Did I increase by X percentage? You have to be yeah. able to track it, measure it. And and, and that's, that's great right there, Shanice. I wanted to kind of dive into that, making um, some quantitative goals, putting some quantities on those specific goals, how much weight and by when, how much time do I want to spend in the Bible? How many books of the Bible do I want to read if I can't get the revelation? Can I get through the Old Testament? Can I get through right. the New Testament and things of that nature? And I think that that's really good. I think um, oftentimes when we set goals and especially working women, I think if I can, if and Shanice, you you are a SME in the space of, of, of women leadership and things of that nature. And I think that working women fail to give ourselves grace when we don't reach like that goal. If I say I'm gonna read through the Bible this year and I only make it through the Old Testament, I'm beating myself up because I didn't absolutely, you know, reach the goal. So um, with that said, Shanice, if I, if we're setting our goals and thank you for explaining what a smart goal is, how, how do we deal with that, that self-defeat when we don't fully reach that goal? So I believe I, I, I posted a video about this where I call my, my negative voice negative Nellie. And I was like, you know, sorry for anybody named Nellie, not, not personal, but <laughs> when she gets to talking, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. I'm like, look now, you know, first of all, I didn't invite you in. And second of all, 
I don't think that's valid. Like, I don't agree with you. So I start talking back to her in oh, order to silence right. her. And a lot of it is we we do set high standards, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's great to have high standards, but it's also, let's be real, we're human. We cannot do everything. I don't Amen. care what anybody says. I know a lot of people think that, you know, I'm juggling the world. No, balls drop, stuff slides through the crack. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, I didn't kill anybody and I didn't hurt myself. Come on. So when when I can say, okay, well, I didn't, you know, reach 75% today, there's always tomorrow. So you have to just look at it from the perspective of cheer on the wins, no matter how small they are. So, you know, if you're in just that that weird state of mind and and you really don't feel like doing a whole lot, the fact that you got up out of the bed, that's Come a win. On. And you need to go with that for the time being. Mm -hmm. The fact that you put the clothes on and you actually went outside. Okay, that's hey. another win. So celebrate mm -hmm. all those small things because every little small step will lead you to the end result. So I look at it from the perspective of, it was last year. I know it was last year. I wanted to lose weight. <clears throat> A lot of people were like, what do you want to lose weight for? Everybody doesn't want to lose weight for um, appearance. Right. Mine was more so from a health perspective. I was having some back issues and I was having a knee issue. But when I started thinking about it, I had gone back and forth on the lose weight thing. I don't know how many times I've tried things like most women. I've tried, you know, this fad, that diet, this program, that gym, bought all these DVDs. And now, mm -hmm. you know, you can go to YouTube and do every exercise known right. to man. I did the P whatever that was out there. But what I I realized this time is when I sat down and said, okay, I want to lose 15 pounds by, and I think my date at that time may have been September. And I started probably that February, March. I told myself the reason why I wanted to lose the 15 pounds is because I wanted to be healthy and I wanted to be here for my daughter. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to continue to put on this sedentary COVID weight that much, most of us got and then end up having health problems that I know are associated with weight that many of my family members have. Mm -hmm. So I had a true why behind the mm -hmm. weight that wasn't just the weight. It was, I right. want to be here to see my child graduate from college, from mm -hmm. high school. So I needed to get it together. And when I shifted my perspective I noticed that when I would intermittent fast, when I would cut out the sugar and be more mindful of the snacking, I started to see the weight the results coming off, increase mm -hmm. the water, you know, do a little walking. So you know, I'm not out there in the gym lifting weights, although it's 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 a bucket list thing, but I'm still not there. It's but the point list. is the consistency. So it started with the mindset shift knowing my why and the consistency and just showing up for myself any little way I could. And when I realized that I lost the weight, I was in shock because I was just like, I can't really believe this happened. And I maintained it. That was the thing. I didn't just lose it. I maintained it. Right. So. Now, something you just said, Shanice, I think is um, also critical for women specifically is you said you showed up for yourself yes. and oftentimes I believe and myself included we show up for everybody and everything else and I'm I'm, I'm talking about I mean y'all know I'm a preacher to myself before I preach to y'all I have a problem of putting everything and everybody before me um and 
and I pay for it in different ways. Like you, I have health issues right now as I speak, um, similar to what you just talked about. How do we get in the mindset or have that mindset shift that um, it's, and not feel guilty because that's the other thing that comes with it. We feel guilty because we're focusing on ourselves and not the family, not the husband, not the children, not the house and all these other things. How do you, how do you do that? How do you shift your mindset to be like, it's okay to, to focus on yourself and do something for you? This came down to the Bible for me. A couple of years Come ago, on, word. Mm-hmm. I was doing an online Bible study with Priscilla Shire. Love her. And it was talking about the Sabbath. And you know how you could read something a hundred times and it's just like, yeah, you know, I know we're supposed mm-hmm. to have a day of rest, but do you really have that day of rest, right? And it started talking about how if God thought it was that important to give you a day of rest, how dare you not take it? So mm-hmm. then I started feeling like, okay, now I'm being disobedient and disrespectful to God. That was the two things. The other thing was, We always hear you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm -hmm. Well, trying to do and be all for everyone else, I never had anything left for me. And I was exhausted and frustrated because, okay, now I can't work out today because I'm just too daggone tired. Or, you know, I really would like to meet my girlfriends for something, but, you know, I'm just tired and I, I, I can't even get in the car and go. So then I started listening to different podcasts and I heard this guy say, what are your non-negotiables? And it was like, bing. And right then and there, I said to myself, okay, so he already said that he gave me a day of rest. But he also said I was fearfully and wonderfully made. And mm-hmm. he also said that I'm a royal priesthood. So I'm worth it. I'm worth it. So I started assigning time on my calendar. So just like you scheduled a hair appointment, the kid's doctor appointment, Mm -hmm. their little recital, dinner with your husband, whatever it is, I started scheduling me on my calendar. So that reminder was, okay, it's time for you to do you. I don't care if it's 15 minutes, do Mm -hmm. you for whatever that period of time is. And the more I started doing that, I started feeling like the weight was was dropping as in the weight of the world so to speak, right. was dropping mm-hmm. and I was feeling lighter and calmer sleeping better uh not yeah that 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 whole your mind is racing because you got all these things going on yes, I don't sleep and I stay baby Chinese, <laughs> when I tell you ma'am in my older age a good nap is peace for me 15 minutes is like eight hours let me tell you something. <laughs> a good nap, y'all. Don't yes. let me t- if I knew in kindergarten what I know now. I know. Oh my God, today I would have slept on that little red and blue mat. Yes, indeed. I would have got my green light. <laughs> <laughs> but baby, but that's good, Shanice. Be intentional about scheduling time for yourself, just like we schedule for everything and everybody else. And that's that's the lesson that I'm going to take away. Um, you know, I will say this. You asked about the guilt piece. Mm-hmm. I just had to start telling myself, well, when I ask so-and-so to do something and they tell me no, they don't seem to be affected. So sure. why why am I affected when I say no? I say yes a lot of times. So if I say no, three out of the seven times you ask me, mm-hmm. I'm good. You know, I I don't have to do everything for everybody all the time. And when right. I, I really started to sit there and 
think about that thing. I was like, you know, I, I owe it to myself to, to just do me sometimes. So I just made me a priority and said, you know, until other people respect my time, I'm not going to respect theirs. Listen, that's so important to make yourself a priority. Um, like you said, you can't pour from, from an empty cup. So when you make yourself a priority and pour into yourself, and then, and then maybe Shanice, maybe it's, it's like being um, more mindful about how much of ourselves we're actually pouring out for others and for other things. And that's something that I've struggled with for the longest time. I'm always saying yes to something. And I swore last year, I was not mm -hmm. going to say yes. And, and I do a good job of, of uh, managing my yeses, uh, but sometimes I just get carried away. Right. Um, but I, I, but, but that's very, that's, that's critical to make sure that we are filling ourselves up. So when we do say yes, we actually have something to, to give back, right? Yes. So that's good stuff. The other thing I wanted to ask you, um, Shanice, is about balances and boundaries. So we hear a lot about work-life balance. Um, I would like to submit for your consideration, Shanice, and I want, mm -hmm. I want your opinion on it, that there is no <laughs> such thing as work-life balance. Because in my mind, when you balance something, that means they have an equal weight. And I think I've said this before on my podcast where like my life, my, my life and my family and my friends and the things that I enjoy, my hobbies, holds a little bit more weight than my work. I'm thankful for my work. I'm thankful for the paycheck because it helps to fund all these other yes. things. So I think in my opinion, it's, it's critical and imperative for us to set boundaries. Um, so whereas for me, you know, I might get up and, and work a little bit earlier, but I'm cutting out when I need to cut out. I'm not, I'm not spending 13 hours a day working because I want to make sure that I am pouring into me and I am being a minister within my household and doing the things that I need to do. So what is your position about boundaries and balance? I would agree. I don't necessarily see that there's a balance because something is going to always be out of whack. Either work is going to be very, very busy and you're mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to manage it all or Things with your family, you know, someone is sick and then you're filling in for this one and you have to take this kid that place, but that kid this place. And you're like, how am I going to do all of this at the same time? Right. So th they pretty much ebb and flow. But I look at it from the, the standpoint, like you said, the boundaries. You have to know when to cut things off. You have to establish like safe places and mm. spaces. So since we started working from home, what I did was there's a room that was a bedroom. Mm -hmm. We turned it into an office. And when I come in here to work, this is work for the job. Mm -hmm. When I leave that threshold, I am not working anymore. I don't take that cell phone with me. This laptop never leaves the room unless I'm physically going to that office. Now, if I'm out in the common area, like the den or something, and I happen mm -hmm. to have my personal laptop or my iPad, I might be on a call for church or I may be working on my personal business, but mm -hmm. I let my family know when you see me out here, I am not working for that business. I'm right. working for us. For me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, interrupt all you want to, if you need to, because I'm right here. I wouldn't come out in a common area if I can't be disturbed. Correct. So I know pretty much I'm willing to work if I have to till about mm -hmm. six. Rarely do I work past that time. I try my best to get off 5.30-ish, 5, depending upon what's going on. Like you say, I may get up earlier. I might get online earlier, mm -hmm. but I try my best not to work past 6, and the weekends are a no-no. 
unless it, you know there was a time when I had a role where I had to be kind of watching the phone because yeah. of things going on but that's not the role I'm in anymore and I told mm-hmm. myself not to ever take a role like that again because attending worship on Sundays is very important to me and it's mm-hmm. a family affair so I don't want to be the one that breaks that mm-hmm. and it just comes down to knowing that after a certain time my phone goes to do not disturb I don't care how many messages come. I'm not going to see them until the phone turns back on again at 7 a.m. Yep, yep. And you have to just set these things. And then you have to start telling people. And I remember telling somebody, yeah, you know, it's really disrespectful for you to send me emails at one o'clock in the morning and think that I'm going to respond. Come on. But, you know, you're the night owl. I'm not the night owl. So I will respond. So would you like me to talk to you at 6 a.m. when I'm up? Because you're right. up at one. You're gonna be sleeping. Like, like, you know, <laughs> let, let, let's make choices. Like I don't believe in calling people before 8 a.m. unless it's mm-hmm. an emergency. So it's certain things that you I just have to establish and I just let people know. And when you don't let people know, then that's how they end up disrespecting your boundaries because they don't know what they are. So not only do you have to articulate them to mm-hmm. your circle, but you also have to respect them yourself because when right. you bend. Oh, when you say, oh, well, you know, just this one time, then it starts to become a habit and it's no mm-hmm. longer a boundary anymore. Right. That's good stuff right there. And I, I, I completely agree with all of that, uh, Shanice. When I'm in this space, I'm working. When I'm out there, then the work work is done. And mm-hmm. I mean that. When I leave this space, work is done. All of it. Yes. My business, their business, all of it is done. And I think that even for um, those of us who are entrepreneurs and have side hustles as, as they're so-called I think there's even a time we had to cut that off too yeah. like I'm too old for that now I can't be riding around and getting it and, and up and hustling and doing all this kind of stuff no mm-mm. I'm like you Shanice I need to go to bed mm-hmm. like when I get done recording with you I'm probably gonna take a shower and get in the bed with my iPad and scroll that that's just that's just my life and I like that, that type of peace for me um I can so relate that's, to that I, I can tell you we on. had a watch night service <laughs> this year in person uh-huh. Well, the end of last year in person for the first time since the pandemic. And in my mind, I was like, y'all don't understand at 930, I'm in my pajamas and in the bed. So you want me to be on at outside? <laughs> so conceptually, that wasn't working for me, but but I was being obedient and we went. But, you know, I just kept saying, but you want me to leave my house like Girl. where I would be in my pajamas and go outside and drive somewhere? Listen. Listen, even for watch night, y'all, because <laughs> it was time to go to sleep. We didn't do watch night um, uh, going into coming into 2024, and low-key, I was all right with that. <laughs> we had service that day, though. We did mm-hmm. have church, but I was all right with that. I'm like, we're going to go to, I'm going to bed. Uh, yeah, I, I'll see y'all on the other side uh, of the clock, and, and that was that, which is a, is a, is a great segue, uh, Shanice, and, and um, I'm going to let you go after this so you can go ahead and get your iPad and get back to the common area with the family. Um, but as a woman of faith, um, I have found that in the past probably year and a half that God has been allowing me to share my faith in different ways um, at work, at where we work, which is something that I probably couldn't have fathomed not even five years ago. Now I've been with the company for, for 20 years and only recently have I felt like I don't know if it's a me thing or if it's a just a shift in the atmosphere that's making it more comfortable uh, for people to have these conversations because people like faith 
um, people that share the same faith as me will even say like, I've never had these kinds of conversations before. This feels good. This is refreshing. Um, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the opportunity to have like-minded people that I can go to and say, hey, can you just pray with me real quick? Because I got this thing going on and I feel like I'm a snap. Or I got this interview coming up. Can you pray with me? Mm -hmm. um, or just having those conversations and reminding people of, of the promises of God's word and um, helping them get through things. For you, Shanice, being um, in a corporate world, do you find or have you found opportunities to share your faith with colleagues and how do you do it? Um, how do, and, and how does that make you feel? Like you, I've definitely in the early years, I did not share. Uh, I rarely even brought it up <clears throat> because I felt like it was like that misnomer. Mm -hmm. It was almost like, you know, you don't talk about politics and you don't talk right. about church. Mm -hmm. And I, I never really mm -hmm. said anything. But then I would notice that people would see things in my workspace and it may be something with the scripture on it or like, you know, how you have those calendars and it has a yep. verse of a day mm -hmm. or I may have some type of placard and someone would ask a question. So I would respond. But then again, it was just never me starting a conversation. But as you said, I, I did a, um, a step back. So even when I launched my business, it was all about the corporate, the professional, the, you know, we gonna stay in this lane. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what I was reading that day, but it was like the Golden Corral commercial and it hit me upside my head with the frying pan. And it was, you do, you do know that you're one person, right? So you're a Christian mm -hmm. if you're in that building or if you're at home or if you're oh. at church. So how do you think that you could keep separating these two? That's conviction. <laughs> and at that point, I was like, okay, I got it. And from then on, when people would say things, even, you know, when we get down to the Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, somebody says Happy Holidays to me, I still say Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas because that is, that is what I believe. Mm -hmm. But it came down to, you know, I need to be free to be me. So you tell me to bring my whole self to work, well, now that's who's showing up. And in this world of inclusion, diversity, and equity, we have to share the things that are below what they call sea level, the things that they can't see. They don't see us going to church because they're not coming to our churches. But I'm entitled to talk about it. If, if they're entitled to talk about their kids' soccer game, I'm entitled to talk about, I went to choir rehearsal. Come on. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And so does that, how does that make you feel, Shanice? Do you feel like now you um, are being more obedient to what God has called you to do? Do you find that there is potentially a calling on your life in the corporate world and an assignment from God that you hadn't realized previously? Absolutely. And even when I started incorporating scripture verses in some of my posts, I even had people that I don't know send me DMs and say, I really love how you're you're marrying the two. And I said, yeah, when I finally stopped fighting, mm -hmm. I realized I had no reason to be separating. That's good. So y'all don't separate Jesus from what you do. He's, he, like you said, you're one person here or there. There's no need to separate the two. And I love that. I love that for us. I love that. Um, and for, for anybody else who has found that, I think it's the freedom, it's the liberation mm -hmm. when you're able to talk freely um, about your whole self, like you said, 
and and share those things. The what, what they call the iceberg, the, that's what's beneath mm -hmm. the, the water yes. kind of thing. Sharing those types of things, um, and and being your true, full, authentic right. self. Because that's what we're about over here, being authentic and things. Um, Shanice, that's good. Is there are there any other tips? Because I don't I don't want to take away from the jewels of wisdom because you be dropping them. So if there's anything else that you have written down that's like I got to hit this that maybe I didn't ask you about. What do you want to share with the people? Well, still with that time management piece and the goals, I recommend if you feel like overwhelmed and how am I going to get it all done? I, I do what's called a time management study, so to speak. So mm -hmm. for seven days, every day, you need to write down what you did that day. Now, I'm not saying mm. as far as I went to the bathroom at 710. Right. And, I, you know, but all the things that are taking your time. And once you do that, then you go back and you look at it and you're going to realize there's some time wasted. You know, we, we are all victims to these devices. Come on. <laughs> and we'll get caught up in the scroll. We'll get caught up in the Netflix. We'll get mm -hmm. caught up in the recorded DVR things. And did you really have to do that that day? Or could you have worked on the thing that you said you didn't have time to do? So you have to start really looking at what are your priorities? And if these are the things that you say you value and are important to you, then those are the things that you're supposed to be devoting your time to. So stop saying you don't have time because you're mismanaging your time, especially when you look at how you spend your time. You saw me scratch my eyebrow. That was I was convicted. That, that, was, that was for me. Because at the end of my day, Shanice, what, what I have started doing this year is um, at the end of the day, instead of writing down um, things that I didn't accomplish and making a to-do list for the next day. I have started writing down the things that I did accomplish. And like you said earlier, celebrating my wins on a daily basis instead of looking at it from a perspective of, oh, I didn't finish this or I didn't reach this goal. But what did you do today? That was good. Um, but I am guilty of scrolling. And Instagram is my drug of choice. Oh, yeah. I will, it's before I know get it, caught up. girl, an hour has gone by. And after <laughs> yeah. that hour, when I'm putting the phone down, I'm getting ready to roll over. Conviction sets, and I was like, I could have read the Bible. I could have read a book. I could have folded some clothes. <laughs> I could have done something yes. that was more productive. Um, and and I beat myself up for that. But um, I want to remind those that just heard me say that though, it's okay to give yourself some downtime, just to right. be intentional about your downtime and making sure, like Shani said, that you're setting priorities and focusing on those priorities, scheduling things out, being intentional about following that schedule, and if you can't reach the whole goal, give yourself some grace for that and celebrate what you did do to reach it. Absolutely. You can't eat the whole apple in one swallow. So just take bites until take it's little gone. Bites. Amen. That's the word, y'all. Take small bites until it's gone. Chinese, this has been a wonderful conversation. I always love when we have an opportunity to connect and I love connecting with you in this way. Can you please tell the folks where they can find you? Are there any projects that you're working on? Chinese is a, a consultant. Um, a coach, how can they reach you if they want to work with you? All the things, social media, tell us how, how we can find you. Okay. Well, my website is ShaniceCollinsUnlimited.com, ShaniceCollinsUnlimited.com. And I actually do have some stuff that's dropping. Um, I'm, I'll probably say in the next two, two and a half weeks, I have a new book coming out. So I, I published a book several years ago, and then I got in my own head, you know, and, and, 
just procrastinating and kept saying, well, it can't be like this and it can't be like that. But this one, I feel like it, it came from down deep. So the mm-hmm. book that's coming out is called Shattered Silence, Breaking mm-hmm. Barriers and Becoming Vocal, Visible and Victorious in Life. Come on. So that, that really came from deep. <clears throat> and I'm excited about it because I feel like it was just such a freeing project. I can so hear the emotion in your voice as you're talking about yes. it. Yes, such a freeing project. So looking, really looking forward to it. Saw the um, right. cover design yesterday, and I was like, "Oh, it's about to happen, y'all." <laughs> <laughs> but I am on Instagram at I am, I believe it's I am dot Shanice M Collins. Yeah, I am dot Shanice M Collins, and that's the same for my YouTube and for TikTok. Well, I will post all of that in the show notes so y'all don't have to remember it right now and I'm putting it out. Now, Shanice, I got to ask you, you said the mm-hmm. book is about to come out. Is there a pre-order link that we can have? I am going to actually have it ready by Sunday. Listen, so by but, the time you know, I drop people, this- How do people say, if you need it today, I can do it when I get off offline. <laughs> Listen, no, ma'am, we'll wait till Sunday. I'll be, I'll be decent in order and be on your timeline. But by the time this drops, we will have a code and a link to pre-order your yes. book. And I hope that y'all will do some due diligence, put some money in this woman's pocket and some wisdom into your hearts with her words that she's writing in her new book. And I love that I quickened. Like that was a genuine quicken at that title. Yes. So I'm excited about it. I'm gonna put my pre-order down for sure. Which I need to, again, thank you so, so much for joining me. Um, thank you for your wisdom as always and, and your expertise and telling us how to be intentional with our time and setting goals giving ourselves grace, being intentional with our boundaries and being vocal with our boundaries and how to just be better in 2024. So thank you so, so much. I look forward to sharing with you again. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And we're going to call that a wrap. (laughs) 